Hello, you've tuned in to this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. We invite you to join us for this week's episode as we're discussing and talking about the whole gun buying craze going on across the country right now. If you're in the market for a new gun, how easy is it to have access to be able to purchase that firearm right now? What's causing some of those limitations as far as being able to find your favorite firearm that you're looking to purchase? And if you are lucky enough to find a firearm that you want, how hard is it to get ammunition to supply for that firearm? We're going to talk about that and a lot more. Get my takes on it on this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. So let's go. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Friday afternoon. Jacob Robery with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Hope all of you are doing well on this uh, beautiful Friday afternoon. It is a hot one here in South Louisiana. Um, as we're ringing in the, the gauge here, 91 degrees temperature here in Gonzales, Louisiana this Friday. But it's been a beautiful day. Looks like we're going to have some great weather heading into the weekend, so I hope all of you are doing well. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you're stumbling upon us for the first time, as I mentioned in every podcast episode we do, thank you for tuning in. Um, we invite you to like and share our episodes if you enjoy them. Um, we're all about everything outdoors, especially promoting our great state here of Louisiana. And uh, we talk about everything there is in outdoors. Uh, so thank you for joining us and you can check us out on our social media platforms if you haven't heard of us before on Facebook You can catch us at last stop waterfowl outdoors and we're also available on Instagram TikTok, and YouTube as well So guys this week's episode I was thinking of things that I'd like to discuss on the show this week and it kind of hit me um, Two weeks in a row now. I walked into my local Academy store you know, oftentimes I'll go to Academy. If, I, if I'm at work and I have a chance to get out on break and take an actual lunch break, which is not real common this time of year, especially with, with the amount of sales that we have with the, with the boat craze going on right now, uh, we've been pretty busy, so we don't usually get a, a, an actual lunch break, so to say, like, a, like you may do at a traditional job because I'm in sales. I have to get out there. I have to bust my butt to catch the sales when I can, when when it's available to me, and makes make my money while I can. So uh, I, that's something that you know is is kind of a, a getaway if I do get a second to step away. And uh, something that I like to do is I like to go out and I, I have an academy sports and outdoors, which those of you in the South you very familiar with academy sports and outdoors. A lot of us shop there as outdoorsmen. And that's kind of my getaway when I get a chance to go on a lunch break. I like to go over to Academy and pick anything I need for hunting season or, you know, whatever it may be, fishing tackle, whatever it may be. Um, and Academy oftentimes has some great prices, so they have what you need most of the time at a good price. But last week I went in and I was looking to restock on some ammunition for my pistols. Um, I like to keep my pistol ammunition you know pretty full at home that way i have ammunition if i want to go target shooting and all all that type of stuff and it's been a little while since i had actually went to the store specifically for ammunition and you know with the whole boat buying craze right now going on across the u.s and you know dealers being short on inventory it never occurred to me that it may be trickling into the ammunition side the firearm sale side 
Um, you know, with everything going on right now in the world with all these crazy riots that are happening every day and, you know, all this, this protests that are going on and they're turning violent, I think a lot of people are looking at outlets to protect themselves and to protect their families. And as an outdoorsman, I take that for granted, I guess, a lot of times because you know what? As an outdoorsman, most of us are always strapped. We have guns. We have ammunition. Uh, everything from shotguns to handguns to assault rifles, ARs. Uh, I say assault rifles, ARs, um, you know, that they either build or that they purchase and they, they keep in their homes. You keep it in your homes. Most of us that are outdoorsmen, that's how we do it. You have a gun cabinet. Uh, if you have kids and children, little ones, you lock them up but you have access to those firearms. So it's something that we pride ourselves in. Uh, most of us try to build up a collection of, of firearms if you're an outdoorsman and you have different firearms for different applications. Some may be home defense, some may be for hunting and so on and so forth. But I went out to Academy to restock on some ammunition and when I got there, the shells were pretty much wiped out in all the major calibers like you, you, you know your 380 and your nine millimeter and your 45 caliber, all your major calibers were pretty much wiped out. So I didn't think nothing of it. I was kind of in a hurry. I just scooted through, looked for what I was looking for, and then I, I went ahead and I got out of there and went back to work. So I said, I'll come back in a week or two. So you fast forward to this week, I, went, I made a trip out. I said, okay, I had an opportunity to go take a little break in between customers. I said, I'm gonna run the academy and uh, see if they restocked on ammunition. Surely they have restocked on ammunition. Well, when I got to Academy yesterday, it was pretty much the same scenario many of you are probably seeing across your local sporting goods stores, especially your big box stores, your Cabela's, your Bass Pros, your Academy Sports, Sportsman's Warehouse, most of your big box stores. When I got there, I, I went straight to the firearm section. I had limited time. I said, I'm going to go. I'm going to restock on some ammunition. And when I got there, the shelves were completely bare. Like I'm talking wiped out, nothing available hardly to even pick up one or two boxes of. And I started thinking, I was like, man, you know, I, I, I was, part of me was kind of surprised. But then another part of me started thinking about it. And I'm like, well, you know, with all this crazy, you know, shit, excuse my language going on in the world right now, people are buying firearms and ammunition just like they are with boats right now to get an escape and get outdoors from this whole COVID, you know, situation that we went through for the last couple of months. They're looking to get out and it's a way for them to get out and enjoy time with their family. And it's also a way for them to protect their families at home. So they're stockpiling ammunition. A lot of you are stockpiling ammunition. And, you know, a few years ago, you heard the term preppers. Years ago, actually, you heard the, the, the terms of uh, calling people preppers and those people were kind of laughed at sometimes and looked at and you know oh one, you know you always heard the stories that one day it was going to get so bad the zombies were going to take over and all this stuff and the, the, you know the, the government was going to come for your guns and for your firearms and this and that and you know hunters always kind of laughed it off and said you know what uh we ready when they come because we, we keep a pretty good stockpile of all that stuff they're going to have to take it and you know how it all goes we we, we all we all somewhat coon ass and redneck got a little bit in us and that's just the way you know gun owners tend to think and we joke about it but it's it's all in good fun but guys fast forward to right now we in that situation people are people are buying up ammunition they're buying up firearms 
after I looked for the ammunition, I walked over to the gun counter yesterday, and and I was shocked. I, I have been wanting a particular gun now, and I, I've held off on it up until I was going to buy it before hunting season. I wanted, um, I've been wanting one of those high point uh, carbines. And those of you who are familiar with high point, a lot of people laugh at high point, but if you research the high point carbines, there's a lot th those guns that high point produces, which is a which is a you know a carbine that comes in a nine millimeter, a ten millimeter, forty five, and a forty round caliber. They are highly respected. There's a lot of people I know that are gun snobs that will not touch a high point pistol, but they will own a high point carbine. And that's a gun that I always wanted to buy the last couple of years. I've been talking about it, researching them, looking into them. And I said, you know what, this year I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to buy one. I want to do some pig hunting with it uh, whenever hunting season opens up at our lease. I want I want to go into the Chaffalot Basin and hunt, hunt hogs with it. And uh, I've been holding off, holding off. I've seen them, held them in the stores, had an opportunity to buy them and just, you know, wasn't a pressing issue at the time. Well, guess what? I can't even get them now. And I've been looking online at places like Bud's, you know, wholesale online and Gun Broker and all these other places online, and, and you can't even find them now. That's how much of a, a craze is out there. When I walked up to the firearms counter yesterday at Academy, it, as a waterfowl hunter and as a waterfowl group, we, you know, we always tend to go and, and, and you know, navigate or, or gravitate, excuse me, towards the shotguns. I'm a huge shotgun fan. I own many of them in my collection, and I like collecting, you know, low-end shotguns, high-end shotguns. I like collecting shotguns in general. So it was funny to me that yesterday when I walked up to the firearms counter to talk to an employee, that was about the only thing that was on the rack that was locked up at Academy was your camouflage, duck pattern, waterfowl, shotguns. There was like a group of five or six of them that were in stock yesterday and and i kind of giggled when i saw that i said because you know normally during hunt season that's the stuff you can't get your hands on if you were looking for a, a, a ar or, or a home defense shotgun or even deer rifles were pretty much sold out they had a couple of high-end ones um some of the higher price ones that academy carries they had a few of those in stock but pretty much anything that was home defense or could be used for home defense the handguns were completely wiped out, and Academy's, uh, you know, sells anything from the low-end high points all the way up to some of the more expensive Kimbers and Smith and Wessons, and you know, some of the Glocks and stuff like that. Those racks were completely out. So it got me talking to the employee, and I started talking to this guy, and I said, "Hey, I said, you know, I didn't really realize that it was like this. I haven't been shopping for a firearm lately. I didn't really need to restock on ammunition, but I mean, has it been like this?" And the guy told me, he said, yeah, he said, it's been like this ever since this, the whole COVID thing started. And especially when these riots started kicking up across the country, he said a lot of first-time gun owners are coming in and purchasing firearms. And looking back at it now and thinking about that, that's, in my opinion, that's a great thing because a lot of first-time firearm owners are being, you know, brought into the market now and going out and purchasing firearms that may have otherwise never done it. Now, the reasons of why are alarming, and I have to talk about that. The reasons why these big sales, there's a couple of different reasons. 
A, it's out of fear. It could be reason number one, people are scared. You know, number two could be that, you know, the people who are currently gun owners that we talked about, like you and me, that, that buy ammunition and, and, you know, continuously purchase new firearms. These people are buying more firearms because they have that prepping mentality that, hey, if things go south and shit gets bad, we're going to be prepared and we're going to be ready. Now, you know, hopefully we never come to that point. You know, mankind and, and humankind need to figure it out without getting into that, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion, you know. But we don't want to go down a road of violence and we don't want to ever promote violence. But I feel like a lot of these people may be preparing for that if that was to ever occur. God willing, that doesn't. So there's a couple of different factors that I think are playing into this big push in the in the U.S. right now of people purchasing firearms. The harder, you know, you get your, your, your left and your liberals to push against banning guns, there always tends to be a big, a big push in firearm sales. Um, years ago, you know, I've been in the outdoor industry for many years now since I pretty much got out of college a couple of years out of college. I, I was I was in sales. I was working retail. I worked for Cabela's for many years. I worked for a local, uh, you know, gun store and, and outdoor store around the Baton Rouge area when I was in college. And every time there was an election year, you'd always, you know, the, the whole conversation of banning firearms and the government taking your firearms and so on and so forth always comes up. That's always a big campaign issue. Uh, talking point that a lot of the, the candidates discuss and it seems like they always say that the, the, the liberals and the leftists are, are pushing to you know take away your guns and every time that happens in an election year you tend to get a big push in firearm sales a big push in ammunition sales so the companies in the firearms industry and in the ammunition industry they their profits skyrocket during election years when that's always a hot topic. So seeing this this year is really no big shock to me as an outdoorsman and as somebody who's been around the outdoor industry. But I have to tell y'all, for all of you listening out there, it's even more than I've seen in the past. It's if not maybe double what I've seen in the past. I can't remember a time where even with a, a you know an election year you saw the shelves just completely wiped out at big box retail stores such as your Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops. Um, you know, Academy doesn't carry quite as much as those big box stores, but hell, that's the situation at my local Cabela's right now. I went to Bass Pro Shops yesterday to look for ammunition after work. Same situation there, Bass Pro Shops was completely wiped out, firearms and ammunition. So. I have to say that, you know, even though this is something that I see as somewhat normal of a trend in an election year, which this year is obviously an election year, this year is still a little bit different. It, it's exposed even more that there's a bigger push going on in purchasing firearms and ammunition across the U.S. So, with all that happening, guys, what's that do for us as outdoorsmen? If you're looking to buy a new shotgun for hunting season or a new rifle for hunting season, it's going to be tough right now. If you're trying to get a jump on that ahead of time, you may want to go out and purchase a new deer rifle for hunting season. And you usually you were planning on doing like I was doing. You were planning on purchasing it at this time of year. 
where there's not a big push like it is during hunt season where you might not be able to find your favorite firearm that you're wanting but you could go right now not have to fight the crowds maybe even catch a deal if it's on sale because it's the off season right now and not have to worry about fighting those crowds during hunt season well i have to tell you based off of my observations and what i'm having you know these employees tell me at these stores that deal with customers on a daily basis it's very tough to find what you need right now so my advice would be if you're looking for hunting season right now to maybe purchase a new rifle for deer season or purchase a new shotgun for waterfowl season or whatever it may be you may want to start looking now folks because we don't really know how long this is going to carry on this could carry on through through hunting season this could carry on into next year who knows we don't really know so my advice would be that if you find that firearm that you've been wanting, you may want to jump on it, the opportunity that you get when the opportunity presents itself. Because right now, it is very, very tough. And then, if you do get that firearm, you got to hope that you can get the ammunition for that firearm. Either A, hopefully you'll have some stockpile already, you got a reserve at home, or it may take you a little while to get the ammunition you may have to buy the gun and ammunition in pieces so my point is is right now if you're not alert and aware of the situation going on in the u.s on the shortage of firearms and how hard it is to purchase your favorite firearm that you're looking to buy and the ammunition you may want to start looking into it now before hunting season and you may, you know, there, there may be a brand that you, you were looking at that you might not have access to to be able to get in time for hunting season. So you may have to start looking at other options and other brands to maybe, you know, uh, substitute for what you were looking for. Or the other option, as always, which as guys, we don't really tend to, you know, like this type of advice. But like your wife may be telling you, Honey, you don't need that right now. Why don't you just save up and get the one you want later? Well, most guys are impulse buyers. If you're like me, you're an impulse buyer. When I'm ready to buy that firearm, I go to the store and I buy that firearm or whatever that that is, my crossbow or whatever it is, my, my, my new Drake waterfowl camo shirt that I want, a new set of waders, whatever it is. When I'm ready to buy it, I go out and I'm, I'm ready to buy it. I don't want to wait. And... You know, that may be an alternative right now. You may want to hold on and wait and uh, see, you know, if this kind of slacks off and dies down. And, it, it you know, looking at history and, and over the years I've done this in the outdoor industry, it does. It comes in waves. It, it'll, it'll pick back up where you'll start seeing stock in the stores again and ammunition and guns available that you want to purchase in all these stores. But there's always a dip election year. You could count on it every election year. There's going to be a dip in what's available because of the amount of consumers that are going out and purchasing and snatching up everything they can. Uh, but it will pick up again. I can guarantee you that. It's this. It's just that this year, it's even more than it's been in, in, in the past. So, you know, another alternative to looking at the big box stores that I would advise you to do is go out and hit your local, privately owned, you know, gun stores your privately local owned outdoor stores check with those guys they have access to distributors that sometimes the big box stores don't use um, 
and they could maybe get some of that hard to find ammunition that you may be looking for for that 45 or whatever caliber it may be they may have access to be able to get a stash of it they could contact you you give them your information a lot of these these personally privately owned stores they'll they'll take down your information and they'll call you when they get it in that's the service that you get with a small store a privately owned local business that you won't get with a big box store oftentimes and i can tell you i work for the big box stores i know how they operate it's a, a lot of its numbers they roll through so many customers in a day they don't have that time to stop and give you that personal attention that you can get with a small store that's privately owned and that that owner's trying to do everything he can to keep his business going and keep it profitable so that's a great alternative look at your small businesses there's no time in history than probably the great depression that it's it's more important right now to support your local businesses especially with the shutdown the COVID-19 shutdown that we had this year you know that 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 whole COVID deal did a number on a lot of privately owned businesses small businesses we talked about that in other episodes you know right now is the time you need to support those local businesses so if you're looking to purchase that firearm you know maybe go go see your local dealer you know what guys they may be fifty dollars or seventy five dollars more for that gun than the big box store is running it on sale but in the end of the day you helping you know you helping them directly you helping that that owner directly you know, it's not going to a board of directors. It's not going to a publicly traded company. It's going to, you know, somebody who needs it and is a, is a local member of your community that does business with you. Their kids go to school with your kids. They go to church with you. They go to church with your family. It is important to those people. And it's, it's important that we take the time to show them the love and respect for them you know that they deserve especially with everything going on in the country right now you know if you're a person who's who's anti-gun and you stumbled upon our podcast here and you're listening to me rant on about all this stuff going on and you may not agree with anything i'm saying and you may not believe anything i'm saying but look let me give you some advice all i would say is we're not here to change your your, your thoughts we're not here to change the way you think about you know firearms and hunting and all that type of stuff but if you haven't ever experienced it all i would ask you to do is maybe consider it keep your options open maybe you've never been taken on a hunting trip before maybe you never had an opportunity to go down to a gun range and learn how to use a, a firearm properly if you haven't done that and you just think you're against firearms and they're nothing but evil and bad and you should nobody should own a firearm then look I would invite you to go out with somebody who's a friend of yours who may own a firearm and maybe participates in hunting or participates in shooting for a sport. Go out with them and see. Just go along for the experience. You don't have to touch nothing. Just watch them. Maybe something will catch your interest and you'll learn a little bit about it that you may not have known before. I think we can all use that advice. You know, a lot of us say we don't like stuff that we, you know, we've never even tried. Maybe we, with the way the world is right now, we could all be a little bit more open-minded, you know? Because I can tell you one thing, the man upstairs has his plan for us all. 
And, and you know, maybe us being a little bit more open-minded and trying new things that we we were never, you know, willing to try before. Maybe maybe that's his way of opening us up to uh, to you know some new some new things that we we could find interesting and and you know enjoy. So I can tell you, you know, with this we've talked about this with this whole COVID nineteen thing that's that's going on in the last several months. It has definitely slowed my family down, you know, from the technology side of things a lot. And, um, you know, we're, we're big outdoors. We're a big outdoors family. But it's also, you know, got us to slow down even more and kind of take things into perspective and not take them for granted. You know, we got the sports taken away. My kids weren't playing sports. They just now, Jackson just got back into baseball. We, we starting to, you know, uh, get back into the swing of things with, with baseball i'm actually after i'm done with this podcast i'm heading over to baseball practice and uh you know uh, my point is is that th- this thing has slowed a lot of people down in their lives and kind of you know made us look at other alternatives to enjoy time with each other and it, and it could end up being a blessing like i mentioned in a previous podcast it could be a blessing for all of us so but guys you know, I wanted to talk about the firearms thing. That's a topic that I was, uh, you know, kind of caught me off guard. I figured a lot of you are already aware of it that are probably listening to this episode. Uh, but there's a lot of you who may not be aware of it. I'm a big outdoorsman, and I wasn't even quite aware of how, how crazy it was, you know, going on uh, right now as far as how hard it was to get a firearm right now and, you know, how hard it is to get ammunition for that firearm. So hopefully, you know, if you're listening to, to this episode, it'll kind of, uh, help you out. You could go out there, start searching if you're looking for something like I mentioned for hunting season. Right now, hell, guys, we only uh, we only a couple of months away from teal season here in Louisiana. Uh, bow season's right behind, you know, right around that same time. Not they all start opening up. I know we open up squirrel season in October, first weekend in October. So, you know, summer starting. The temps are hot right now, but it's uh we're not that far off, man. So I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure a lot of you are as well. Um, you know, switching gears, guys, talking about the fishing. Um, we we got a lot of good fishing reports out there right now. They, they You know, whether you saltwater fishing or freshwater fishing, saltwater fishing has been on fire, to be honest with you. We had we had the uh, the tropical depression or tropical storm, Cristobal, come through a couple of weeks ago, but it didn't really have a whole lot of devastation on anything here in the, uh, in the Louisiana coast, which we're very blessed for that. We... We dodged a bullet early on, so we feel blessed for that. Um, a lot of the reports on the coast, those people are catching catching fish. There's lots of speckled trout biting right now. Um, you know, redfish are out there to be caught. The, the ticket right now is just catching the days where the wind's not pumping too hard, and you can get out there and go catch them. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of good fishing out on the coast right now. Um, and crabs, my God, they are catching crabs. The crabs have been running now for at least a month and a half to two months. You can pretty much go anywhere along the coastline right now and, and bring you some turkey necks, bring you some string, maybe a couple of traps if you have some traps. We took a crabbing trip out um, a while back, and we have a video of it on our Facebook page. You can go check it out. Um, I brought Amy and the boys out. We went to Delacroix, and they were actually fishing crabs with rod and reels. We had picked up a tip from Mr. Uh, Mr. Lyle Johnson and uh, Goosey, who do the, a local TV show here called Ascension Outdoors. Um, and we had saw them fishing crabs on a rod and reel. We thought, we thought that was really cool. 
we were looking forward to it and uh, enjoyed that and really had a good time uh, doing it. We had, we had a good trip, caught a couple of dozen crabs, plenty enough for my wife to eat. And those of you who know my wife, she as little as she is, that girl could eat her weight in, plus some in crabs. She's an absolute freak when it comes to crabs. She loves them. So we had a really, really good trip uh, down to Delacro. And ever since then, all along the coastline, people are catching crabs. You could go out with your family, have a lot of fun. So you could go out there and you could do that. Um, you know, going over to the freshwater fishing side, I've been going through where I actually sold my, my uh, boat I had recently. It got to the point where me and uh, Amy needed to kind of upgrade in size. So I, I was waiting for a, uh, a boat to come in at my dealership and, uh, and try to make a purchase on a, maybe something a little bit bigger. I went out and I bought an 1860 uh, center console, which this is actually the first con center console boat that I've ever purchased. I've always been a bass fisherman, always been a uh, you know a side console type of guy, or started out with tiller handles, never had a, a center console. So I went out there, I bought a pre-owned uh, 1862 center console, and I've been working on that. So I haven't been on the water as much as I was um, a couple of months back when we were shooting a lot of videos and you know, giving some of those up to the, up to the week reports on everything that we were going out and catching. So if you haven't heard any of the reports as much lately from us, that's the main reason we, uh, we haven't been on the water as much, but you know, being in the industry and selling boats for a living, I'm always up to date kind of on where to fish and bite and, and, and what's going on out there. So this weekend, uh, for father's day weekend, which by the way, those of you dads who are listening, um, out there, thank you. Um, for everything that you do and i'd like to wish personally every one of you a happy father's day <coughs> um you know we can't do it without the moms but it's a two it's a two-way street uh, a lot of times we can't do it without the dads also it takes two to make it work so to all you dads um thank you for what you do and happy father's day i do want to thank you for that but we're what we're going to be doing for father's day this weekend is we're actually taking a trip out to lake verrett this weekend uh, we're going to do some fishing. I got to work uh, tomorrow, which is Saturday. Got to get a few people's boats out, new boats out to them, and let them hit the water for the weekend before I can hit the water for the weekend. So we're going to be going out this weekend, heading over to Lake Verrett once we get out of work. Going to go do some Sacolay fishing in Lake Verrett because I got some tips that the Sacolay are biting in Lake Verrett right now, guys. And uh, my plan is, is I'm going to head out to the main lake itself. Hopefully the winds die down. We're going to hit some of the trees in the main lake. Um, the report that I got, and I can tell you this is a legitimate report, that is in the last couple of days, that if you hit the main lake right now in Lake Verrett with a stopper and a, a, or, or cork, a slip cork and a tube jig or, or shiners, I did get a report that they were catching them on shiners also, that uh, that you can fill an ice chest with the Sacolay right now. And for those of you who don't know what Sacolay are, that's the Kunas word for, for white perch or crappie. So the crappie, the white perch, the sacolay, all the same species, they, they're biting right now in Lake Verrett. The water's been very, very high in the lake and all the, the surrounding launches. I know at Tacopal Landing, uh, the water was still high, but it, it has dropped some. Um, but there is some fish to be caught. The brim have been doing real well out in Lake Verrett also still. They're still catching big old giant bull brim under a cork with night crawlers. Catfish, plenty of catfish to be caught also right now. You want to take the kids out, 
Go have some fun. Take them on down to Lake Verrett. Catfish, Sackley, Brim. Uh, don't have any real up-to-the-minute reports on bass. Not too sure about that. I think the bass fishing has been kind of slow for the most part from what I've heard, but I haven't got any real good reports on bass, but who knows? You may go and you may catch them. But panfish, it's the time to go get them. Or some catfish if you want to catch catfish. Um, I know that the spillway was on a small fall. It was starting to fall a little bit. A lot of you have been waiting out there for the Chafalaya Basin spillway to kind of get to that, that, that pristine level where we needed to be for the fish fishing to really turn on. It's not quite there yet. It was still sitting at about six and a half feet this week. Um, looking at the long-term predictions of it, I've seen some predictions showing possibly July, maybe even late July before we got that, you know, that three and a half to three, two, three foot level somewhere in the Chafalaya Basin out of Morgan City area, uh, out of that gauge to, to where that fishing's really good in your Bell River, your Bayou Pigeon, all those areas. Um, you know, so we may have to continue to wait a few weeks on that to make before the action really gets hot, but it's coming. I promise you that. Once it falls, it will be on like Donkey Kong, guys. You'll be able to take your family, go out there, catch bass, brim, giant goggle eye. They got some of the largest goggle I've ever seen in my life in the basin when that water starts falling out of the woods. And you could go with the tube jigs. I took a trip several years ago, me and a good friend of mine, Jacob Mayer from here in uh, Gonzales. Louisiana, we took a trip on that water started falling and we were hitting those runouts coming out of the swamp and never put a, a worm or a cricket on our hook. We had brought some, never had to even use them. They were just absolutely chomping the giant goggle eye on tube jigs. We, we, we caught so many goggle eye and I'm talking fillet size, big, big fillet size, bigger than my, bigger than your hand, quite a bit bigger that they were actually stopping up the dual live well in my range of bass boat that I had at the time and the water was trying to overflow onto the deck of the boat because it couldn't circulate and pump like it needed to there were so many giant goggle in the live well and I remember we, we pulled up to, to Bell River Landing that afternoon and this guy asked us he said hey he was he was launching his boat to take an afternoon trip and by that time it was the middle of the summer we were so wore out we were sweaty and just exhausted that we were ready to get out and, you know, head home. We had to clean some fish. And me and Jacob, this guy stopped us and he says, hey, he says, uh, did y'all have any luck? And we, we were like, yeah, yeah. We kind of laughed and looked at each other. And he said, well, he said, y'all caught some? And I said, yeah, we caught some, you know, some goggle eye. And we opened up the live wells and the water was just gushing out of it with the pump running. And the goggle eye were literally flopping out with the water onto the floor. And this guy's like, holy shit. He said, oh, my God, that's some giant goggle eye. He said, I ain't ever seen them that big in here. He said, I know they get big and I've caught some big ones, but I've never seen them that big. So I can tell you that that was a real memorable trip that me and Jacob had together. We had a, we had an excellent trip. And I mean, it was one of those deals where you just throw that cork in. You didn't even have to pop the jig, uh, the, you know, your tube jig. They would just inhale it and go under with it. So that type of opportunity is going to be coming pretty soon. As soon as the basin starts falling, those water levels start falling. Um, there was a lot of guys this past month that were fishing the Chafalaya Basin side. And with the water being up so much, the water was up against the levee system all the way through, you know, along the Mississippi River, the water and the Chafalaya River, the water was all the way up against the levee. And these guys, you know, a lot of our friends were launching, and these guys were launching out of the, you know, Bell River and some of these other areas. And they were fishing what would normally be the intercoastal against the levee 
because the fish were stacking up on the levees. They were going out there and catching some, some giant stringers of bass. And I think that kind of tapered off now from what I understand. I, I didn't get to make a trip, but I saw a lot of pictures. I had a lot of guys send me pictures that I'm friends with, and they were absolutely destroying the bass doing it that way. Um, you know, my good friend Bubba Le Bourgeois, been a good friend. A lot of you know Bubba who are local guys. You know, he's a local mercury mechanic in this area. He's a good friend of mine as well. He's been going down to Venice on the weekends. He, he went to Venice this past weekend and said the water looked real good. Throwing spinner baits, flipping cane down in, uh, you know, different areas around, uh, Pasalucha, some of those other areas around there. And, uh, he went with his son on Saturday and Sunday. And I think they ended up catching about 40, 50 bass. So they, they caught it on a good, good tide and, uh, caught a lot of bass. So that, that, that's a, that's a good report that I got from this past weekend. Um, so hopefully if you head down to that area, you're looking to maybe go fish bass somewhere, maybe head out to Venice, head on down to the edge of the world down there and go to Venice and Plaquemines Parish, do some bass fishing right now. It's the time to do it. So like I said, guys, it's been real good. The fishing's been good. Um, you know, a lot of activities are starting to crank back up now. Um, I know a lot of you are getting back into sports, but look, even if you're getting back into sports with your kids, let's not forget the, the, the memories and the fun that they had with the opportunities to get out on the water, maybe get out, do some ATV riding that you might have done during this COVID shutdown. Um, let's not forget that. If they enjoy that, let's try to get them back into that. You know, elite, I know they might not have the schedule with the sports like my kids. Right now, it gets pretty hectic, but we don't want to step away from that too much if it's something that they enjoy. Let's keep introducing them to it. Let's keep getting them involved more and more in it. And I think it's going to be a great thing in the long run. And I'm sure a lot of you agree with us on that. So guys, once again, as always, I want to thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. This episode is going to be a little shorter than some of the ones we normally do, but Hey, I wanted to touch base with y'all. I wanted to, I wanted to talk with everybody. I had some things on my mind. I had some observations. I wanted to give you my takes on them. I hope you enjoyed them. You may not necessarily agree with all my takes, but hey, at least we can listen to each other's, uh, you know, opinions on that type of stuff. And uh, at the end of the day, if you tune in to our show, we're all in it for the same love. And that's the love of the great outdoors. And that's the truth. And we have to thank the, the good the good and gracious God Almighty upstairs. Without him, we, none of us would be able to do it and do what we do. So, guys, let's just, you know, try to remember to treat each other with respect. Let's treat Mother Nature when you're in outdoors with respect. Treat her with some love, and she'll she'll treat us back with some love. Until next time, I hope everybody does all right, and everybody's doing great. We invite you to hop on our social media pages, Facebook, TikTok. Jackson got us on TikTok, I mentioned in the last episode. We're doing a few TikToks, whatever that is. We're doing a few of those. Check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and we're, uh, we're actually you know, investing in some cameras and stuff right now. We're going to be doing more video footage as we head into hunting season and get cranked up with uh, hunting season. So we look forward to sharing those experiences with y'all. But guys, until next time, this is Jacob with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors saying, I hope I see you in the outdoors. Y'all take care and have a great week. Happy Father's Day to everybody.